So I'm just sitting there. Maybe I'm watching TV and I'm, I'm bored. Or maybe I'm depressed. Or maybe I'm anxious. Or maybe I'm happy. I don't, just whatever. I just am sitting there and I find myself picking at my feet. And it's so soothing. So I just keep doing it and it's impulsive and, and I'm on autopilot. And the next thing I know, uh, I, my feet are bleeding. I'm a gosh darn skin picker, y'all. And you guys might be thinking, well, how does that relate to the work that we've been doing for the, for the past uh, few weeks? And I'll tell you, we're going to tie it in. Sit on tight. I'm going to weave some ADHD magic. Come on. are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD symptoms. Why? I'm your host, creator of the Nudge Program, author of Descending to the Top. My name, Russ Jones. Nice to meet you. Guys, we are going to learn about some stuff. We're going to laugh about some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, here is some stuff. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Welcome to week three of the eight-week series. We're trucking along. And let's let's get right into it. What's up with all this skin picking talk? It may surprise you to know that uh, I, I'm, I'm not really excited about talking about this because uh, I can tell by myself because I've recorded this intro part. Um, I think I'm on my 10th time right now. It's uh, I really debated whether or not I was even going to do this, but because uh, <laughs> we we don't really want to shine a spotlight on on embarrassing things. A- am I right? Am I right about that? I think I am. Um, but here's the deal. I have a soft spot. And uh, for people who are themselves struggling with some demon behavior, and uh, I'm kind of in a shoulder shruggy fuck it place in life where I'm like, yeah, we're working on stuff and we're doing it. And, you know, let's talk about it. No big deal. Now, if you don't actually have this issue, that's totally fine. We are going to tie this into the work that we've been doing. So just sit tight, man. Here, it's coming. It's coming. I promise you. So the way this issue works for me is that when I'm bored or when I'm on autopilot, there might be like that slight itch on the bottom of my foot, um, or I might I might just impulsively habitually go there, and and then that it, that itch becomes more aggressive, and uh, and I'm not ever paying attention to it for the most part, and at some point after enough time has passed, there's this sharp pain, and I'm like, oh god, damn it, how did I get to this place again? And then I will dwell on the fact that it's going to sting when I walk for the next few days. Now I have a wound on my foot. And then at some point, I'll go back to autopilot and I'll find a different spot on my foot to itch. And then the process will continue until something something changes in my environment. And I, it doesn't make a lot of sense when I say it out loud. But if you do this, you you totally know. They have a fancy term for this. But really, this is where the scientists of the world lose me. Uh, the names that they put on things. This is a skin picking situation. It's a uh, excoriation disorder and they call it dermatillomania. It's dermatillomania. Oh, so now I'm a dermatillomaniac. Well, put me in a straitjacket. We all love the science. Thank you, science, for the science. Now let's leave the names to some kinder, gentler people. Nothing makes a person feel more insane than a clinical diagnosis. It's like dermatillomania, rejection-sensitive dysphoria. Ooh, he's out of his mind. I do think it's helpful to know what's going on. We just need to give the naming of things to other people. I mean, it's a, a problematic skin picking. What's wrong with that? that? That's what it is. I have a problem. 
picking at my skin. It's problematic skin picking. You're like, no, no, dude. You're a dermatillomaniac. Get in the cage. Well, if you're a maniac like myself, I'll tell you what works for me. And let's all just remember here that I'm not a doctor. MK. Okay. So the things that I share with you are the things that work for me. If they work for you, I'm happy. If they don't work for you, I'm also happy that you now know one more thing that doesn't work and you can continue on your quest. Self-awareness to me, that's the key to all of this. Autopilot, that's the enemy. The goal here is to catch myself in the act as soon as possible. So when I do, I make a conscious effort to change my behavior in that moment. So for me, if there's like that physical itch that I'm obsessed on, I'll put a sock on. And I just change from picking at my feet to massaging them. I try to create that boundary. If it's more of an impulse than an itch, I'll just try to occupy my hands. I'll use some kind of a fidget toy or I'll play with a pen or something. Because if, if there's something in my hand, I can't really pick, can I? <laughs> I trick myself, you see? Hopefully that helps. So why the hell am I talking about skin picking on week three of the Nudge series? What the hell, dude? Well, here it comes. There's going to be an ADHD learning lesson here. We're going to turn my bloody feet stumps into an ADHD lesson for week three. Here we go. Alrighty, when we think about it, we can use the skin picking as an example of consistent effort. With consistent effort, there's always a reward. If I pick at my feet consistently, I am rewarded for my effort with wounds and painful feet. Yeah, okay, so it's a craptastic result. It's a rotten reward. In many of our cases, the negative consistent effort, that's effortless because we're on autopilot. We aren't thinking about it. And with skin picking, it, it feels good in the moment. I'm just self-soothing my way to self-sabotage. This is typical for ADHD. We don't think long-term. We don't think what's coming. We don't think future. We think in the moment. We think right now. In the moment, this is self-soothing. So what if now I decided what I was going to do? What if I created something minor and went for it for 30 minutes every day? Like meditation, walking, studying. Yes, I wrote this down. Reading, cleaning, learning, exercising, drawing, pottery. Come on. Piano, what? And if I really focused on that one thing, the reward it would be a good reward. Fight me on that. I dare you. It would be wonderful. Over time, you will excel. We will never think in the moment that uh, practicing this piano is going to make me a wonderful pianist. We're thinking, ah, oh, these scales suck. This again, ugh. If we exercised every single day for 30 minutes, could you imagine the reward of that over time? Or think of it linearly or linear. Or think of it linearly. Linear, linearly. Linearly. Think of it linearly. Good God. If you walked for 30 minutes a day, right, for eight weeks, so we'll figure uh, it's two miles a day. A 30-minute walk will get you about two miles. So you walk two miles a day for eight weeks. 56 days, you're looking at 112 miles. Imagine that you are walking 30 minutes a day on a quest to get 112 miles. Now, you would have walked 112 miles. Put that up against not walking at all because one day of walking isn't really going to do a lot. Am I right? It's just two stupid miles. That's really not going to put a dent. And, and we end up thinking things like, you know, dude, I get it. I understand. You do something over and over again, you get somewhere. I get it. <laughs> I just can't do that. And that I, I fully get. I've been in that boat. We are not in the, the Chippeway gang. 
right? ADHD folks, we don't do well with chipping away at stuff. In our minds, it's like, are we going to be able to do it or not right now? No? Then it's too big. I'm overwhelmed. It's overwhelming, okay? How dare you? So here's the math problem that we're faced with. We know that with consistent effort, we get a result. Duh. In order to make that consistent effort, it has to be as close to being as effortless or autopilot as possible. It has to be easy, at least at first, while we're fighting for the motivation and drive just to get going. And there's just too many places and programs and sites and organizations and yeah, people that they're, they're, the motivation is to try to convince you that you got to fight, fight, fight. And it's, there's honor and glory and hard work. And you're going to be, you're going to be better than most. You got to compete, be, be, be the best. You're, you're going to be the cream of the crop. And you're just, it's just for, it's gross. Like the, first of all, what's crop cream? Okay. That's, that sounds gross. What kind of a crop has cream on it in the first place? And why are we regaling the cream as if the cream is some sort of, it's crop cream, guys. Gross. And that's not us. Easy. That's how we start. How about we figure out our way to make things easy for our brains so that we can achieve these things that we want and we'll let the, the cream of the crop committee do things their own creamy way. The reason why I have clients work on the, the ideal vision of themselves up top, it's because daydreaming is easy. That's fun. That's play. That's like, oh my God, we love play. Daydreaming requires minimal effort. We can just see who we are, who we want to be. And it can be inspiring. It can be hopeful. So wouldn't it be great if we could just reliably do things consistently and effortlessly because that's who we are. That's who we visualize ourselves to be. Not because we force ourselves to do a thing. Crop cream. Because I'm going through this with you guys, I'm going to use myself as the example here for my self-nudge. I'm not an overweight guy who's trying to bust his ass to get into shape. I've had the daydream and I visualize myself and I weigh less than I do now. Who is that person? What choices does that person make? That person rarely drinks alcohol. That person has tons of energy. He eats good food. He's, But you know what? He's cool with eating a chicken burrito from time to time because you know what? Sometimes you got to eat a chicken burrito. He exercises because he fe- makes him feel good afterwards. So I've already done all the upfront work, right? The visualization and the large list. And I know that is who I wish to be. I've chosen that for myself. And in our nudge work, we've picked 30 minutes a day to work on that alignment with our ideal self in the form of a task from that list. It should be easy enough that getting started isn't a problem. We know we can't go from never doing a thing to having it be autopilot. It takes some time to get there. My nudge is to plan my meals for the next day. There's some people that could be like, you know what? On Sundays, I plan the whole month and I go shopping and I get food for the deep freezer and I have it all laid out. If that was my 30 minute nudge, I would not be able to do it. It's just too big for me right now. Now, maybe in a couple of months, once I've, once this whole daily meal planning thing is effortless, then I can grow to, to a bigger plan. But right now we start where we're at. And because of all that upfront work, because you can see the end result, you can see 112 miles ahead. You know what you're shooting for. You can now do your ADHD thing of being in the moment. Every day you spend 30 minutes walking your two metaphorical miles. You're too easy miles. You aren't, you're not going to sprint for eight miles, twist your ankle, be out for a week, not be able to walk at all. You just make two miles. Easy walking. Make it consistent. And make that 30 minutes as important as meeting an old friend for lunch. You know, you wouldn't pass that up. You know, not 
not Trevin, who you've known since kindergarten. You're not going to blow off Trevin, even though he flew all the way out here to your town to meet you specifically. You're not going to blow off that lunch because tomorrow morning he's flying back to back to the North Pole to, to work on his ice experiments. And, and you're dying to know about his ice experiments. You're not going to pass up Trevin. So that's what your 30 minutes has to be. It has to be as important as eating food with Trevin. The reason why you're going to keep that uh, lunch with Trevin is because you've externalized accountability. You're not going to let Trevin down. You are not going to feel the shame and guilt of letting Trevin down. Not today. So how are you going to externalize accountability for every day for this nudge? You can do that any way you want. Your friends, family, coworkers, your therapist, your coach, anybody. Put it outside of yourself. All right, now I'll give you a quick update on me, where I'm at. So we completed two weeks at this point. I've definitely lost weight. I'm starting to feel better in my skin. That's good. I can feel my posture becoming more confident. I exercised every day except for one. A few of those days I opted to go for long walks instead of uh, using my bands. The walks ended up being around 40 minutes. And this is something that will absolutely happen as you continue on with these nudges. You'll increase time over time because you'll want to, not because you like, oh, I got to. And it'll be because you'll become more in align with that ideal vision that you have of yourself. Um, I haven't had any alcohol. Uh, although, oh man, there was a couple days I really wanted to. Um, uh, I found that if I have beer in the apartment, I'll drink it. So I just don't buy beer for the apartment. That's my workaround for that. One night I, wa- I wanted to give up soda too, but uh, nah, not yet. Um, and I had soda one or two days. Um, so I, and I know ideally I don't want to drink soda. It's not great for me. So... Um, I'll get there. And then one day I had a, a chocolate donut. I bought my kids chocolate donuts for breakfast and my youngest uh, wasn't into it. So I ate it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to let a chocolate donut go to waste guys. I'm not a fool here. So the takeaway I want to share with you here is that even though I didn't exercise one day, I ate a donut. I was cool with myself. I'm very careful not to think like, well, I screwed up. I guess the whole thing's a wash. We're it's a bust. We're only ever one small nudge away from starting that ball rolling again. So imagine standing on top of a large hill. This is the visualization that I have for, for goals for ADHD. Just imagine yourself standing on top of a large hill. And all it takes is just a little, just a little push, a little nudge. And now you're somersaulting down the steep slope towards your goal. That's all we're doing here. Just a little nudge. And with that, guys, we're good. If you guys want to help me out by reviewing the podcast on iTunes, and I guess you can rate on Spotify now. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, it really helps the robots when people are looking for ADHD content. Uh, So I appreciate that. Also, if you're getting value out of this, you want to support the podcast, I would be so grateful. You can do that at buymeacoffee.com slash ADHD big brother. And finally, as always, guys, reach out anytime. Say hi. I love hearing from you guys. You can do that through the website, ADHDbigbrother.com. Have yourselves a great week. Later.